Hey guys, welcome back to the encounter by us, Redeem LA. Uh, today uh, you have yours truly, Danny. Today we have Layla. Today uh, we also have Matthew. And like always, we have Deb. She came back and she's ready to go today. Um, she's not sick like she was sick last week, uh, uh, last time. But I was going to tell you guys that today we're going to continue our, our topic, which is um, the process before the promise. And today we're going to speak about the outcast. And we're, we're going to try to... Um, all right, so we're going to try to like uh, center it around David, because as you guys know, uh, so the whole story starts in 1 Samuel, uh, I have that right here, 1 Samuel uh, 16, and you know, God, this this chapter starts by God speaking to Samuel saying like, oh, you know, how long are you going to be grieving over Saul, uh, over Saul, over Saul, all right? How long are you going to be grieving over him? You know, he didn't do good a good job as a king, so we got to move on, we got to move on, we got to move on, and I'll tell you how to pick it this time, I'll, I'll help you how to pick this next king that we're going to put over Israel. And honestly, what I love about this is that, you know, as you know, he goes into the house of Jesse and we figure out that Jesse has um, these, these sons and they're all nearby. And, you know, he sees that, that this, this guy, David, he is sent out, you know, into, into the field to take care of sheep. And just that, just that itself. I love it because you know, as you can guys, as you guys can see, we were speaking about Moses in the one before, and he was also taking care of the sheep of his fa of his uh, father-in-law. So I just want to, before we continue and we talk about you know his 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 life as an outcast, you know, we can see two different types of of taking care of somebody else's things, right? Moses was part of the family, but his job was to take care of the sheep, and David was actually being the outcast and still taking care good care of sheep so i think i think what i would I like to say here is um you know as we know jesse uh jesse uh uh kick, not kind of, i don't want to say kick his mouth but he, he kind of pushes him away from his family and and you almost see like you wonder why he doesn't take him into account and as you know and as you start listening to the psalms and you start understanding david's life we understand that david understands in his life that he was he was conceived out of wedlock we don't know exactly how but it, it is it is seen it could be uh how do i say maybe calculated assumed i love that word thank you uh that he was he was uh, a son that his mom cheated on his on on his dad, right? And, and and what I love about this is that is is that this it's so crazy how much he grows in his outcast moments because um, we have to understand that in the beginning, like it's not that he didn't know God, it's not that they didn't know God, he knew God, but he took those moments that he was apart from everybody because I feel like everybody has moments like that, you know, like I feel like um. Like when you're going through like rough moments, like it's better for you to be alone because I feel like you get to love yourself. Like for example, you, to know you yourself better. Exactly. Like for example, like there's some moments that I need to be by myself. Mm -hmm. Literally, like, and I, I told my sister that I was like, I, was, I need to be by myself. And and her and I know, like, okay, you go to your room, I gotta go to my room, I just gotta chill myself. And if you're not comfortable with yourself, then you can't do a deep dive on your own. I don't know if you understand yeah. what I'm trying to say. Like on your own, like I start thinking about stuff. Like why do I act like this? Why do I think like this? Wait, wait, why am I being tempted like this? Like there's these like full blast conversations that I have with myself, which are embarrassing to go over right now. <laughs> but you know, like, but 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 they're like things that I tell myself like, no, 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 Danny, why are you thinking this way? Wait, or sometimes I talk a way that I don't talk. Like in my mind, I'm like more gangster than what I am out here. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yo, I'm like, dude, what's, I'm like, what's up, fool? What are you thinking like that? And I'm just like, 
I was like, I don't know, man. Like I'm like I, I'm like I'm like a gangster in my mind, and then like 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 a youth leader in my mouth, and and I'm 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 trying to unite those two together, and I'm trying to like plug them in so it can be a, a one flowing system. And the outcast moment is so important that we use it to find ourselves because not everywhere we go, we're gonna fit in like this, right? You gotta make friends. You gotta kind of be like only a few people I've seen in my life that just get in and click right away and and, and um I, I was gonna tell you is that in those moments just like david did he took those moments to get to know the lord and i think he he what i love is that he 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 put foundation in his belief because he wasn't out there just living life you know smoking pot and doing whatever he was doing but instead he had trials he had to fight for example we know he had to fight the bear and the lion and he knows that how did he beat him? Not by his own strength, but by the Lord's strength. And we can see that all throughout, even when he moves on to Goliath, he knows that it's God who's the one that shows up for him. So just, just so you guys understand that the outcast doesn't mean that you're completely out. It's just the fact that we use that moment to build us up. Go ahead. Um, I also have a verse for this. It's uh, Matthew Thank 6, you. 6, uh, MSG version, because, you know, we love it. Um, but it says, here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet place. Uh, schedule place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just, just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus to shift from the from, sorry, the focus will shift from you to the Lord, and you will begin to sense His grace. And I would like to That's like beautiful. also um, like kind of correlate this with Danny because at the same time, like you know, when we're alone, like, um, like when we're alone in state, like we're very vulnerable. Like as you were saying, you know, like we're in a very like. Um, yeah, vulnerable state where like we don't know like what to do because we're you know we're alone and um i was talking about this with my brother and we were both agreeing the fact that um this can change you either like one or two ways you know a good way or a bad way right and in this like you can use like your alone time towards god like how david did and how he was like searching for him and it's like a beautiful thing but also like um you need to like watch out when you're being vulnerable because you can be vulnerable into other things you know you might hear like the wrong things and you're like oh mm. you know or you know like stuff like that you know i was gonna tell you that with with what you said it's so crazy that that that, that you bring this up there's a verse in the bible in psalm 71 uh no 119.71 which i give to everybody like um literally i have given this to so many people and they look at me and they're like how did you know and i'm like because I've I've been there. Like I like like it's crazy when you have to be an outcast. Look, sometimes there's still type there's a, well there's many ways of outcasting, right? But one outcast means that you don't fit in, right? The other time, the other time is that you perfectly fit in and everybody puts you down. That's like a different type of outcast, right? It's not that you're lonely. It's not that you don't have any friends. In the contrary, you have all your friends, but yet they don't see who you are. And then the other one is that you're doing the best as you can and everybody overlooks you. Mm -hmm. And 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 the Psalms that, Mo, that that Moses, that David that David sings, he says, it was good for me to be humiliated mm -hmm. so I can learn your statutes. Your statutes, as you can see, is like your your word, your the way he the way God thinks. And I almost wonder like I think back, the, when I was being outcasted in my life, what was I doing? Mm -hmm. Speaking bad about people, speaking bad about my leaders, rebelling. I would have been, I would have done this. I would have said this. Uh, seeing what I can do in my free time that was not good. Uh, you know, thinking about my, the opposite sex, 
texting people I shouldn't be texting. I was doing everything bad, and look what look what David did. He considered that moment not lost, but instead he used it to gain later on. Mm -hmm. So what did he learn? Just like you were saying, in that moment when you're by yourself, in that moment when nobody wants you, in that moment when everybody just pushes you away, instead of, you know, going around and be like, oh my God, nobody loves me. You know, I'm gonna eat a little, you know, a little gusanito and I'm just gonna <laughs> go inside my house. No, instead of doing that, open up the Bible, see what mm -hmm. God, because look, if how I always, I always wonder this, how can you be on top if you don't know what it is to be on the bottom? And sometimes um, I feel like being outcasted, sometimes it'll feel like, like you said, like it would be like, oh, like it's all like, so like, <laughs> sorry, I'm not explaining it, but sometimes you're just confused and you're like, I don't know why I'm put in this position. And like you said, reading the Bible really opens up your eyes because you'll see that in these people like David, there's a reason that you're there. Like you're there and people always say this and it's sometimes just like oh my gosh i'm tired of hearing it but like you're always going to be put in this position of trials so that mm -hmm. god can mold you and conform you mm -hmm. and like i said people um, sometimes hear that and be like okay i always hear that and i always hear that but things aren't getting better but like how long was david outcasted until he was even given like shown a promise and even then he wasn't like like he had he was able to fulfill it he had to wait even longer mm -hmm. to actually get that promise you know i looked that up 15 years he was giving the, his promise at when he was about 15 years and he was um in second samuel 5 4 to 5 it says david was 30 years old when he began to reign so yes. just to be king that's one of his promises so he was already outcasted for 15 years and, and he had to wait another 15 years and you know what's crazy just just check down i think i've said this once before but if, if you read if you read the story of, of david he says that he's anointed king and then they put him back to to uh, take care of sheep can you imagine that? Are you going to be president? Okay, so imagine you the next day. Oh, God, thank you very much for being <laughs> president. I love you. And you'd be like, Dad, uh, you know, I'm, I'm king. Go back to tend the sheep. Go back to school, Layla. But I'm president. I don't care. But go back to school. You would be like, what? In, yeah. Wait, so what was all that yesterday? Was it a dream? You gotta ask everyone. Like, was it a dream? You're like, whoa. Imagine. And then he says that he was he was tending the king. Mm -hmm. He would sing so the spread of the Saul, that was bothering yeah. Saul would leave. <laughs> so imagine, imagine how confused he was. He was like, you're gonna be king wait, and you're serving like exactly right. <laughs> and then he, he just 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 so you know, like right, like and then you, as you guys can see the story, um, like all the brothers of, of of David, they all go to war except who, the king. So just 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 so you know, the king himself didn't go to war. Instead, his brothers did. And how did he get to fight Goliath? Out of an out of a off chance that his dad tells him, "Hey, uh, go take this food to your brothers that are in battle." So imagine, imagine David. Look, but I, I love his heart because he was never like the king should be doing this, right? Because they tell you, "Hey, you're gonna be a millionaire." For example, right now there's a jackpot right now in the mega millions, right? A billion dollars. <laughs> I was just showing yeah. that today. Imagine. Sorry, imagine you have a billion dollars. Would you ever take food for anybody? Would you ever go clean some toilets? No, you're rich. You 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 own anything that you want, you own it. Mm -hmm. He was the king. He was the top dog. And they sent him as an errand boy to give food to some soldiers, which are his brothers. Mm -hmm. He gets to his brothers and he goes, Hey, you know, my with with a good attitude. And he mm -hmm. goes, Hey, my dad sent you guys this food. Why are you here, David? Oh my god, you're so annoying. And he even tells yeah. him, why are you guys all mad at me? What have I done? <laughs> yeah, go, go, yeah. please, please, interrupt me, because I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say, like, I think it's so beautiful because you said that, and, like, 
um, I just saw like because we always uh, <laughs> see like David as a reflection of like or like a symbol of a shadow of Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. And the way you explained it right now is the same exact way Jesus did it, where he was God, but he still humbled himself. Yep. Like and king and David, he knew he was gonna be king, but he still humbled himself and served other people. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, in the same way, he came down as a man and served all of us and helped all of us. Yeah. You know what I see? That what we have is a promise and we hope we want to live it right away. And mm -hmm. really what we have to do is be humbled in order to fit that promise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, and, oh, oh, sorry. Finish, finish, like, finish. like David is promised like king, way. right? Like if you <laughs> tell me right now that what are you going to be the new queen of England? <laughs> Bro, like I'm expecting tomorrow. I'm all dressed in Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> like I, that's the best thing I can think of right now, Gucci. But just like so you know, like I'm expecting like yeah, the best. Bro, the I'm best. loaded now. Like, I'm the queen of England. What's up? What's good? Yeah, I'd be expecting, dude. I'd be dressing in gold, <laughs> like my shoes gold, like everything. Like when God says, "Hey, Danny, you're gonna be a prophet." You expect tomorrow you're prophesying, yeah. right? But nah, that's not what God is saying. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really love. I'm gonna read this to you guys because you guys have no choice. I'm talking now. Um, um, but I love that uh, this person was writing. Uh, I was reading this commentary, which you guys should be careful with. But so I like it. Um, um, and it said that God gave him a promise, right? Was pretty much pulling him back from that promise. Mm -hmm. So like saying you're going to be king, but giving him exactly the opposite of being king. And mm -hmm. what, what it looks like when you put it into like picture is like an arrow. You're preparing oh. that arrow and oh, you're pulling so it beautiful. back, applying pressure, right? Mm -hmm. So when you finally let it go, it gets where you want it to. And that's what God did for, for David, right? He applied so much pressure and David had to learn not to trust on, on his own understanding. He didn't lean on his own understanding, but he said, hey God, I don't understand. You said I would be king and I, I, I believe in you and I trust in you because I've seen your hand in my life and it looks like I'm going the completely wrong direction, but I trust that your promises are faithful because you are God and because you're not a liar. You're not a man to lie. So I thought that was really beautiful. And, and, I wanted just, to share. and just to add, just, just to add on top, this is, this is why this year is so important, right? Mm -hmm. Because we uh, this year, uh, as you know, like we 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 know that's the year of the recognition or, or acknowledgement. And what I love about this is that, for example, out of his out of his four out of the four siblings that Jesse had, out of the four kids that Jesse had, one was David, right? Sadly, David came out of his mother, so it, he had to be part of the sons. <laughs> and you would think that his firstborn out of his mother was the firstborn, the firstborn blessing. But God doesn't work in our chrono chronological order. Mm -hmm. He worked in his own time. Therefore, he didn't want the first one. He didn't want the second one. He didn't want the third one. He wanted David. Mm -hmm. And because David was the chosen one to be recognized as king, he had to be, he had to get double everything. Remember I was talking about uh, double portion, right? Mm -hmm. So he had to be double blessed, but also double trouble. He also had to be double, uh, double trialed. He had to be double everything in order to actually receive the double blessing. Being a king and a king to a king that uh, that had God's heart in mind. He had to be a king, and then he wrote the Psalms. And you see what I'm saying? He like I, I love what you said about the arrow because it's so true, right? You think just because you're going backwards. But you don't know that the minute you go forwards, you're going a hundred million thousand miles an hour. And that's what I want to tell you that the way that this works is that we have to take our birthright. 
to with Jesus. And we have to figure out even if we have a birthright uh, and if we don't have it, we got to ask for it. And if we have it and we ask for it and we receive it, then we have to have these, these characteristics that makes us. And for example, if you want a birthright, know that there's going to be a lot more things happening to you than everybody else. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I, want, I just want to say that, um, especially in like at the age when you're like David's age, when you're 15 and you're young, it feels like um, at that time you're like, oh, if my life's not complete and all figured out right now, then I'm just going to be, I'm going to be a failure the rest of my life. Right. <laughs> but like we forget it's, it's such a tiny part of our lives. And for David, um, he had to wait 15 years. And for us, 15 years, for some of us, 15 years is all that we've lived, <laughs> right. you know? And so <laughs> we think like, oh, like right now I feel outcast and it's already been like so long and it might be a little longer. But in hindsight, like all of that is not going to be as much as the blessings that you're going to have in the future. Mm -hmm. And it's going to all build up to the moment where you're just going to be like, oh, that's why it's like mm -hmm. it was all worth the wait. Like you have to have like that kind of patience to wait for it. Matt, you know what I think is really important? Like I even see it with Abraham, his promise. He didn't even live to see it. Mm -hmm. But was it? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not our time. It's just that God says this is what it's going to be. And guess what? This is what it's going to be. Yeah. Like it has to be a big picture. Yeah. Whether whether you see it or you don't, or whether you feel like it's coming or whether you feel like it's never coming, it doesn't matter. Like God's not asking for our timeline. He's asking for your trust, for your faith. Trust that I'm God. Oh, so when you put your hands up and you say that I'm great and big and awesome and, and wonderful, there you believe in me. But when I tell you to wait, you can't. Hmm. No, because God is God no matter what, in every season, in every moment. I think that's important. Go ahead. Okay, um, I also can correlate that to back to David because um, he also was able to uh, kill Saul. Um, a little bit of backstory. Um, Saul was, um, he was like going hunting, you know, he was hunting David, you know, to try to kill him. But um, he ended up, uh, he ended up in the same cave as David, like mm -hmm. coincidentally. And um, Saul was right in front of David. And I have it right here. First uh, Samuel 24, 1 through 7. Um, uh, I'm not going to read all of it because it is seven verses, but I'm going to read the, the one where I'm going to read yeah, the one that makes sense. <laughs> in the middle, in the middle of uh, verse four. Then David arose in the darkness and stealthy, cut off the hem edge of Saul's robe. After afterward, David um, conscience bothered him because he had cut off the hem of Saul's robe. Then he said to his men, Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed to put my hand against him since he is the one he is the anointed of the lord so david strongly <coughs> rebuked his men to with these words and they did not let him rise up against saul saul got up and left the cave and went on his way and um uh sorry i was trying to go with this but um david he like he knew like in the moment he like hesitated he was like wait should i be doing this no. wait should i be like should i kill saul and like, um, of course, like as Dad said, this shouldn't be like how like in our time, this should be in God's timing, of course, because it's in God's timing for a reason, you know, right. like he's doing it a certain way for a certain way. Right. And um, sometimes I feel like we're kind of like this where we try to take like the easy route out of all of this, you know, like we're trying to like cut in, like try to cut, cut time and yeah, cut corners so we can like. Uh, get our promise like faster you know but um david understood it like literally says it right here afterwards david's consciousness bothered him because he had to cut off the hem of saul's robe and i um i figured out the fact that um the robe like cutting off his robe it meant rebellion he was like rebelling against uh saw he was like and then um i also uh saw in, in another thing the fact that um 
like cutting off the cutting off the rope, it was like handing authority to him, and he knew he was like, was should I be? It off himself, yeah, he was like, should I be handing myself this authority? Right, yeah, no, this should be someone else handing it to me. So then he was like, no, I'm I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him go. And you know, you know what's so crazy about this? That I was gonna <coughs> tell you that what you said is so important because you know all this time that he was an outcast, you know, and then. He was an outcast with his family, right? Then he beats Goliath, right? Mm -hmm. And then when he starts, uh, Saul starts hating him, he starts, he becomes an outcast again. But here, he was comfortable in the element. Mm. And then, check this out. It's because, honestly, God is so good because God gives us so much trials, right? Mm -hmm. But they're good trials. He wants to see what we're made of. Mm -hmm. Just like, just like um, <clears throat> anything. Like, for example, a pen. What, what do you do before you use a pen? No, no. Well, if I give you a pen, say, hey, hey, can, you, can you sign this check? Like, Are you gonna go straight into? You gonna go like this? You gonna go like this? Oh, it writes, and then you do it, right? Yeah. I don't know why you would shake a pen, right? I don't but, know because those things like the ink come out. Right, right. You would, you would kind of, yeah, you know, it. test like this. This is exactly. That's exactly. Listen, and look to, uh, look, look what happened to uh, David. The same person that outcast him was put in front of him to say. Okay, are, are you gonna are you gonna kill that guy you hate so much? Mm -hmm. And then he goes and he's like, I should, I should mm -hmm. be killing him, but he's like, I can't, I can't. And even when he takes off the hem, like when he tells that he felt bad, he's like, I went too far, mm -hmm. I shouldn't have done it. So, so what is he learning in this moment that it's not about vengeance? Mm -hmm. But in, in the uh, where do you where do you learn this? Being an outcast. That is the only way because then you start learning. Be like, okay, now that I'm on my way to uppity up, I can't kill him because I know that sooner or later, what? Somebody's going to want to kill me. Go ahead. Danny, and I was just going to say that if, if you look at it, honestly, God is so good because he never, the Bible says, right? He'll never give us like a, a trial that we can't handle. And he prepares us for it. Like these things, like so incredible. He prepared him with his family first. Imagine your family hating you. Like that already could make me cry. <laughs> And then, or not hating you, but at least just like, uh, you know, rechazando. like, yeah. a menos. Yeah, you're like, rechazando. how do you say that in English? Uh, Rejecting you. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, <laughs> they, they, they do you kind of like, oh, whatever, right? And then he finds comfort in knowing, oh, the King Saul, he likes me. Mm -hmm. Not for long. <laughs> he don't like you no more. And now the King hates him. But because he already had that, he was able to level up. And now his trial, and it keeps going harder and harder and harder. And it, it leads me, like always, his his life was always something, someone was against him. But God prepared him for this. Because I'm thinking too, Absalom, his own son, mm -hmm. turned his people against him. He was the king, and they started following his son. And David made a lot of mistakes. But still, like, dude, like your own child turning against you, that's a lot, right? And and David always learns to keep a, a humble mind, a humble heart, because he, uh, even when Joab uh, tells him, his escudero, how do you say escudero? His fighter, his... Uh, his, his, his Yeah, his general. Nice. When he tells him, like, oh, you know, like, we got to kill this dude, right? Um, David says, like, no, like, that's my son. Can I, can I just add something to your story before yeah. you go Do you know when Absalom uh, revolt, re rebelled against David? Do you know who ran away? David. Once again... He preferred to be a what? An outcast. But why? But oh, oh, just because so I just I wanna I wanna put more on top of what you just said, because there, it was in his element. Him thinking king wise, what, what would you do? No, kill him because he's gonna take my throne. No, no, I'm gonna run away and I'm gonna think this in a cool headed because mm -hmm. I need to be go I need to go back to my element. He goes runs away from his own kingdom, guys. Hmm. 
And he goes, oh, let's kill Absalom, your son. No, 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 let's not kill him, he's my son. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How? As an outcast. Honestly, this is why I, I think being an, being an outcast, not always, but you gotta pick and choose your moments, right? Mm -hmm. It's very important. But continue, I'm so sorry, I, I put you, I, I, I put you off. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I just I wanted to tell you one more thing. Uh, when David was finally anointed as king, right? He he passes by this place, and honestly, I thought this was so incredible. Um, uh, it's First Samuel sixteen seven, and it says, "But the Lord said to Sam, oh no, that's not it. I'm lying to you guys. First Samuel. Oh yeah, this is it. Am I on the wrong one? Oh, it's Second Samuel. That's why. Sorry guys. Don't kill me. Okay, sixteen seven. Um, so uh, he's he's running from Absalom, right? And then um. He's passing by this place, and this guy named Shimei cursed him in 16.7. Shimei cursed David. He said, get out, get out, you no good murderer. The Lord is punishing you because you killed people in Saul's family. You stole Saul's place as king, and now the same bad things are happening to you. The Lord has given the kingdom to your son Absalom because you are a murderer. Abishai, son of Serulag, so I can't say that, said to the king, Why should this dying dog curse you, my lord the king? Let me go over and cut Shimei's head. But the king answered, what can I do, sons of Seruiah? Seruiah. Seruiah, okay. Yes, Shimei <laughs> is cursing me, but the Lord told him to curse me. And who can ask him why he did that? David also said to Abishai and all his servants, Look, my very own son is trying to kill me, so why shouldn't this man from the tribe of Benjamin want to do the same? Leave him alone. Let him continue to curse me. The Lord told him to do this. Maybe the Lord will see the wrong things that are happening to me and give me something good for every bad thing Shimei says today. Shimei. Shimei, sorry. Guys, I can't say these names, but you guys, you know, read your Bibles. <laughs> read them by yourselves. Um, but the point of this thing is that even as he's running, like, look at his... Look, Danny, I'm sorry, but just, this is incredible to me. He waits 15 years to be king. He's king. He doesn't always make good decisions. We're not going to lie. David is a little bit, you know, fun, a little here and there, right? Um, but but then his own son takes his kingdom, and he's the king. Like, he's the rightful king. Like, literally, he could be like, go get him, right? And he could take everything back. But even as he's running, people are telling him, still reminding him, like, you didn't even, you didn't even deserve to be king. Just, you took it from Saul. And he didn't. He waited patiently. Mm -hmm. He did take nothing from Saul. So still, even when you're in the place that God promised you, people are still saying, like, you didn't do it right. Mm -hmm. This is you terrible, right? And on top of it, but look at his attitude. What do we usually say? No, yes, I did. We defend ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. We start excusing ourselves. We start saying, like, no, this, this, and that. And this guy, David, the king, his servant saying, like, this dog is, uh, is coming for you. And David's like, yo, let him. God is telling him to curse me. I don't know he said yo. That's pretty cool. I know we kind of passed this, but this is going back to what Lydia was saying. Um, I'll kill you guys. Kill but but um, what I was going to say is that with the verse that she was, with the verse, 1 Samuel 24, 6, um, going back to it, it says, The Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, talking about Saul. Or lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. I feel like a lot of us crave that, like, unción or title of being anointed, but nobody really knows the cost of being anointed or being, or having the, the unción. Because the true character, I feel like a lot of us highlight the victory of David with Goliath, but the true character of the anointed, here, David realized that the same anointing that was on Samuel was also on Saul. And that if he were to take his vengeance out on Saul, he would have take he would have taken that same anointed that God gave Samuel, that God gave Saul, and he would have taken that away. And the the cost of that was to withhold his vengeance and withhold his 
um, well, vengeance, vengeance. <laughs> on Saul, and he spared his life because he had the opportunity. And the next verse it says, with these words, David sharply rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack to attack Saul. So it's kind of funny because the f- people who he was with, the, his fr- quote unquote friends, were telling him, um, pushing him to to kill Saul. And the same friends that were advising him to do the wrong thing, the wrong thing he rebuked. He had to rebuke his his friendship with his mm, with his friends. Um, so Sorry. that's yeah. it. Can I want to add something? Uh, I just wanted to. I want to add something. Oh, I'm just kidding. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to add like really quickly that. Um, um, like we talked about how David went through all these trials, right, to reach his promise, and how like they all prepared him for the promise. But then we also can't forget that once we reach that promise, like the trials don't end there, right? Like once you reach the promise, it like I remember Danny used to always tell us like once you finish one thing, or I remember I think it was you. He used to tell us like it's like a level up, right? <laughs> like <laughs> I don't remember who it was, but <laughs> but like the difficulty becomes harder. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about being normal. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, but like it doesn't like stop there. It gets harder. Like you have to keep progressing because it's not just like one thing and then like oh you're done like you're perfect now. Like you have to keep doing it because we as humans obviously like we need a lot of work. Right. <laughs> so we have to keep going and um, we show we see here like David like learns like not to have like a quick temper. Like he learned like a lot of patience and and his promise he learned not to have like a quick temper with everybody. So yeah, I think just that was very important. Danny, I'm sorry. Can I just add something to what Shirley said? Because I don't want to like move on and then like I just wanted to say like I, I really love what she said about the friends, dude. I think that's really important, especially for youth. Um, that you be the one to rebuke your friends when they're doing wrong. Yeah. Uh, if you do not feel like you can do that, you need a new group of friends. Uh, I think like we should all check where are we going with our friends? Are we getting closer to God or further away? And that's how you know like. Does my spirituality feel better or does my spirituality feel worse? And now I can decide who my friends are. Because if we don't have, sometimes we don't have the strength to rebuke our friends. When I was young, I had no strength to do anything. Um, Mostly just do bad stuff. Um, So, yeah, I didn't. So my friends would be like, let's do this. And it was a bad idea. And I was like, nice. Sounds good. Sounds like a good time. I didn't have the courage to say, no, that's not what God likes. That's wrong. Whatever you're thinking is not it. So yeah, I think that's something super important that he was able to recognize this. But again, he was able to recognize it because he had so much um, time to be with himself and look inside himself. Okay, go. Okay. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Um, Layla's like, why you beat me up? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good, you're good. Um, but I was kind of like uh, going to go back to what Matthew said. I know we're like going back and forth, but yeah. <laughs> um, but I have a verse. It was John 15, 18. If the world hates you, and it does, know that it hate, that it has hated me first before it hated you. And I feel like that, like this is super important because like the fact that like, um, like as we were talking about, you know, trials, you're always going to go like through like persecutions. You're always going to get people to like, that are like wrong for you, you know? But like sometimes you just have to like have it head on. You have to like just keep on going because um it's like a rough time like when people hate you yes of course because i used to be a people pleaser but um sometimes you just you just can't you just can't do that because it's just hurting you like again it's hurting you spiritually you know like you just have to cut those people out of your life you have to keep on going you know look let me tell you something the bible says bad company corrupts good habits Mm -hmm. period but look look but look at this good company where do I get this? I'm gonna tell you where I get this. Good company can give you better habits. Where do I get this? Look at look at David. He is outcasted into the cave of of Adulam, 
and everybody who was indebted, hated, was murderer, was a criminal, follows him. And when they got out of the cave, they were an army. Yeah. So one good friend can change into a, be- a, good, a, a better person. Oh, one bad friend can turn into a horrible person. Mm-hmm. So I like to say what I always say: check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> but I was gonna, I was gonna tell you is that the, that every, like of the, all the points that you guys were bringing up were, were very important in in in, uh, in David's life because all of them, all of them, every single one is portrayed. Uh, every decision he took before he was king, you can see how he reaped after he was uh, uh, after he was a uh, king. For example, uh, he never took the 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 kingdom away. He he never did. Therefore, God never took it away from him. Hmm. Even if his son was trying to take away his kingdom, he knew it was his. So what happened? Imagine how his son died. He was riding off on a donkey. And he got caught. Can you imagine the off chance that his hair gets <laughs> caught on some vines? He's hanging there and defenseless. And the same person that wanted to kill him goes and kills him. He didn't. Can you imagine? And then, and then coming back. And then, if you guys read the story, they come back and tell him Absalom is dead. And he gets angry. He starts crying. Uh, now, of course, he's a son, son right? Yeah. But, but I, I was just wondering. I was just on like, as you guys can see, everything he did before the kingdom, it starts reaping because he nobody ever, could, nobody took it away from him. Nobody took it away from him. And that's why I, I was trying to explain to you guys that that what he was learning in his outcast is how to be humble. He never, he never tried to put it, and that's that's our problem, right? Like we always want to be first, right? We always want to be, and that's everybody. Like I call myself a genius because I want to be, you know, I want to be smarter than 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 I, than I am. Or even though I, I do think I'm a genius, but, but no, I don't but, think I know. I'm kidding, but I'm telling you that. And this is when Jesus told the, told his apostles. He told his apostles, "He who is first will be last, and he who is last will be first. It's it's mine. And you just look at him and like, Jesus, what are you talking about? Can you imagine somebody saying that yeah. to you? Don't try. Yeah. Can yeah. I add Go. something real quick? I just want like the thing you said that um, being an outcast helped him be humble as well. I think um, like to to the, to the beginning where David was with his brothers, right? And you could tell like the dad favored the brothers because obviously like he <laughs> showed the brothers to Saul to uh, not Saul <laughs> to. Samuel, sorry, I was I was thinking Solomon for some reason. <laughs> yeah, to Samuel. Yeah, and he left David. And I guess, and if you take that into our experiences, that could be like, you see a bunch of other people are like, you think like they're like favor, right? And you see that uh, these other people, you're like, oh, why can't I be in that position, right? But David understood how to be humble, and he didn't. And it's hard not to compare yourself to other people, um, even though they may seem quote unquote better. Like people see them as better, but you have to trust in the lord and you have to trust that this time that you're in is going to help you in the end like rise above all of that and you have to know that it's not about what people see it's about what the lord sees and you have to work on that let let me tell you that that you said and uh i want to i want to i want to i want i want you just to understand something if you worry about what people are going to say they're always going to say something bad always even look at david he tried to be the best he could and they still said oh you stole the kingdom from saul Bro, are you <laughs> kidding me? I ran away from 15 years. The whole it, the whole, the whole <laughs> Israel knows that I ran away from, and somehow they still cursed up. Oh, you stole the kingdom away. Yo, what does that mean? 
It doesn't matter what people think about you. What matters is how you and God are, 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 are what's it called? Um, are, are like. Don't go back. No, go back. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. Right okay, go. Can <laughs> <laughs> you go back again? Because, yeah. It's so like, what, yeah. What Matt was saying, um, it's First Samuel 13, 14. It says, but now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought out a man <coughs> after his own heart and appointed him ruler of his people because you, Saul, have not kept the Lord's command. So while man was looking for a king, God was looking so, for someone after his own heart. And when Samuel went to Jesse's house and Jesse put all, displayed all his sons there right in front of him, and there were seven of them. And then Samuel saw the first one, uh, which is Eliab, and he's like, oh, surely this is the Lord's anointing that stands right here before the Lord. And then, you know, not a verse that goes by before God says something, but first I want to say that seven, we know that that means perfection. So Samuel, he saw perfection, but God was like immediately, he's like, Samuel, boy, he's like, don't consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the mm -hmm. heart. Mm -hmm. So Samuel, he saw that, oh, this guy looks looked exactly like Saul. He was handsome, tall, strong. Fit to be king. Fit to be king. But God was like, no, 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 this one isn't it. And eight, se seven means new perfection, and then eight means new beginnings. There were seven of the sons laid out right in front of him, but the eighth one was out in the field, and that was the new beginning for uh, Israel. And even his dad thought so little of him that he didn't even bring him out into front into the front of the line hmm. um so imagine your own parent or your own you know dad belittling you so much that he was out in the field and then you know yeah. he became didn't consider king, him like so he didn't yeah. consider him like you know worthy you, you know you know what i see that what spiritual says is not about how you look outside but you know the <laughs> new beginning that god wanted was a new beginning for whole israel and and mm -hmm. he wanted to kind of scratch it off and um i wish um i think you read it right he, he said i'm not looking for something outside because saul was really good looking he was mm -hmm. the tallest and yet he couldn't even go out and face goliath he was the tallest and goliath was there he was like now nah, i'm straight <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so imagine like like in that moment you're like okay he's tall i'm tall okay there's gotta be me like it's just not but he didn't go so and funny that this little kid 15 year old kid goes up and goes wait this guy and uh, look, I, I, th I think what we, have, what we have to learn, uh, I, I think what we have to take out of the story of David is this process. And not just one process, couple of them. Yeah. Uh -huh. And if, look, I think, I, I always say this. And some people understand it, some people don't. But I, I have understand it. And I understand it every single <laughs> chapter of my life. I understand it a little bit more, a little bit more. Processes will never stop coming to your life. Because... God sees you as a finished product. And the finished product needs to go into the fire, needs to be hit with the hammer. Guess what? Needs to get back in the fire, needs to be seen, needs to be tapped on the floor, needs to be spit on, needs to be put back on. Like, it needs to be done all these things before you can finally be called the finished product. Mm -hmm. Everything is like that. An essay, you just write whatever comes out of your head and you just say, oh, here it is. No, there's one draft, two draft, peer reading, uh, another thing. Oh, man, this. And then, then you have that. Check it again. And then you have your final draft. And how's the final draft? Brown, crispy paper. <laughs> you don't even want to touch it. Why? Because it took a long time to yeah. take. Mm -hmm. Same way here. 
processes don't stop coming and that's why um i was even telling you guys that i, I wanted to touch on um the life of a butterfly because this is what a, this is what we are that's who we are mm-hmm. we are butterflies that we we are caterpillars daughter's gonna go into a little bit more but i don't know if she's gonna have time i didn't have to know time right but they, they, they go cat they go to, from the caterpillars to the cocoon to um to the butterflies and every single time we go into the cocoon we have to understand that that's just the time that we have to uh, what's it called we have to learn our process we have to learn our lessons so when the colors come out they can actually be beautiful mm-hmm. and not be this broken butterfly with half a wing and we can because sometimes it happens you know what i mean and if you guys noticed butterflies have a, a life expectancy of two to four weeks and it sounds a lot like um our processes right Our victories last almost like just two, three mm-hmm. years. And then you're like, I'm back at our process. Because the next victory is coming along. Mm-hmm. Just we got to put our head down and uh, shimmy our way on. Go ahead. Danny, is because I'm sorry. I just remember yesterday I was having a conversation with Pastor Jorge Heinz. And he blew my mind. So um, he was saying that um, when we look at the story of Job, God talks, uh, um, see and comes, right? And God starts talking about his servant, Job, right? And he's like, oh, um, I don't know how you say this in English. Justo y... Y fiel, me and faithful. faithful. Nice, yeah. And the, he says like no one has been, no one that walks the earth like, is like him, right? And God's like hyping him up. Think of finished product, right? And so then Satan comes and he tries him, right? But when we actually see like Job, like when we read the book of Job, we realize that Job had a lot of issues in his soul. Mm-hmm. Like he actually was not all that what God was saying, right? Mm-hmm. Because God was talking about the finished product. Mm-hmm. But when he finishes, he is. Job, justo y fiel. Does that make sense? And and then I was telling, I was asking the pastor, I was like, pastor, then why did he say that? And he's like, dude, God knows everything. God was trying to like, um, um, like make the devil angry to try him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, like mm-hmm. what? He's he's like, let me go get him and let me show you that he's not. But through needed. that process, he mm-hmm. made him exactly what God said he was. <laughs> Because uh, uh, pastor, okay, can, I, can I just can I just simplify this? The devil was playing checkers and God was playing chess. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And, but what I really loved about that was that um, I was telling the pastor, like, dude, that's so incredible. And he was saying, God is never going to talk bad about you. God will talk you up always because he sees you as you can be. And everyone, everything else will do its work. Right? And then just one more, just one more verse. And I'm, I know I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I promise. <laughs> Psalms um, 105.16. And this is um, David, he's talking about like the greatness of God, right? But here they're talking about uh, Joseph. When he summoned a famine on the land and broke all supply of bread, he had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. His feet were hurt with fetters. His neck was put in a collar of iron. Until what he had came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. So um, if you guys don't understand what that said, it was pretty much saying like, okay, God was going to send a famine. Um, and before that famine, he sent someone to prepare for those who were going to need it. Because who, who did Joseph end up feeding? His own family, right? His own people. But he had to go through a process in order to get him that. He was the one that was going to save them from the famine. He was the one that was going to help through the famine. But what does he do? He has to be sent before into a process that's nasty. He was sold as a slave, it said, right? He was suffering. But no, in the end... He did what God's purpose was, what God's promise was, right? He was going to be the one to help. But until then, the word of the Lord tested him. So if you're being tested by the word of the Lord, literally, hold on. Hold on tight because your can promise you, maybe is not near. But can, can you finish reading this? I, I want everybody to hear this. Uh, Which part? This one. All this. All this. Oh, I just read this. Should I read no, it again? Yeah, read it again. Read, uh, 
We look. We uh, this one from here all the way to here. Look. Okay. Just because, just because <coughs> I think there's a way to end because this is exactly speaking how Joseph did the same thing. But go ahead. Okay. Um, when he summoned a famine on the land and broke all supply of bread, he had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. His feet were hurt with fetters. His neck was put in a collar of iron. Until what he had said came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. The king sent and released him. The ruler of the people set him free. He made him lord of his house and ruler, ruler of all of his possessions to bind his princes at his pleasure and to teach elders wisdom. Then Israel came to Egypt. Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham. And the Lord made his people very fruitful and made them stronger than their foes. So, so once again, we, we can apply it to David and we can apply it to Joseph. How did Joseph was an outcast? He was sold away from his house. And what did, why did God send him there? To prepare the way for Israel, not just Jacob, but Israel entirely. And as you guys know, Israel is there. They become slaves. And who comes out of there? Moses. Mm -hmm. So, look. I, I, again, I, with I, process. Again, through another process. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I, in the whole Bible, mm -hmm. not even process. Jesus himself was free of process. He didn't come out and say, hey, I'm perfect. He was, he was recognized until he was 30 years old. But I don't want to continue because we can just continue forever. But I want to <laughs> tell you guys that uh, thank you guys for uh, checking us out. And thank you for listening to us out. And guys, God bless you guys. And I'll see you guys next Wednesday at 4 p.m. God bless. Take care.